you go. I, I, I got some venting to do as well. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? I am, you know, meh. meh. You know, I'm, oh, okay. no. I'm okay. What? What? We okay. are, uh, um, how could you be meh? ETH is at an all-time high. Things are cranking. We are up from last week where we were. We uh, Last week at this same time, we were doom and gloom about how the week went uh we're opposite of that this week um and you're meh huh yeah yeah i mean not obviously crypto wise is good you know uh oh wow so there's some real life stuff going on here so okay lay down lay down right here and tell tell therapist bunchy what's going on so (laughs) so uh yesterday um i had a uh I'm doing some finance stuff, you know, switch with the new job or, you know, potential new jobs. I'm, I'm doing some financial things, kind of getting everything, everything right. And one of those things is uh, updating my life insurance, mm. uh, more coverage, right? Right. I am significantly worth more alive than, or more dead than alive at this point. Right. As, uh, as one should be, right? Like <laughs> Many folds over. Yeah. Um, but one of the uh, so so I'm, I'm talking to uh, to somebody from the insurance company. They're like, okay, we're going to call you tomorrow. You know, we're going to this is on Wednesday. They said we're going to call you tomorrow. Uh, if you could have the height and weight of your kids, your <laughs> wife, and you know, and yourself, and I'm like, okay. So yesterday morning we get up. I'm like, okay, take out the tape measure. My daughter, my oldest daughter's four foot one, fifty three pounds. Okay. okay? My my second daughter is three foot two, thirty five pounds. Okay, you're like a, I would I would give you like a solid four and a half inches. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good day. <laughs> my wife five foot seven, hundred and twenty eight pounds, uh, and then I'm not gonna say mine. But what I did is I started adding up. <laughs> wait, other... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You gave your girl, you gave your wife's weight, you gave your wife's height and weight on a yeah. public platform and you're not going to share your it's own? It's not like she's 200 pounds. That's a nice weight. <laughs> <laughs> I would be proud of that weight if I was a, a lady. All right. Uh, she, my wife is a very attractive uh, lady with a good Yeah, you all kicked your coverage good there. Yeah, um, you way all kicked your coverage. <laughs> so I started adding it up and I'm like, like... I'm like, one sec, one sec, one sec. So I'm like, uh, so 35 pounds uh, plus, you know, uh, 53 pounds. Uh, one sec, I'll do, do it for you. I'll do it for you live. 35 plus 53 plus 128. Uh, oof, I was good. told there'd be no math. <laughs> it's 216 pounds. Oh, come on. I, I am. I, I see where this is going. <laughs> If you take the people in my family 
and put them on one scale and you put me on the other scale, it's not even close. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, so I... I would be uh, slightly under. I would be slightly <laughs> under your family. Wait. I wish. Um, so I, I, I clocked in at about a, a solid 283. Oh my God. I know. No way. Yeah. Six for four, 283. Little, little much. Uh, and one of the questions was... Have you gained more than 10 pounds over the last 12 months? And I lied to that lady's face. <laughs> like, no, no, we're in the ballpark. That's usually my fighting weight. <laughs> so, Holy crap. You're uh, like a fucking, uh, you're, you could be a linebacker. I mean, a, a lineman. I mean, if I was like uh, a little taller, like I'd be like a, a nice, a, a good size. four is pretty pretty tall. Like, I watch could, a lot of basketball. And like a lot oh, of these guys. NFL. I'm talking NFL. You could be yeah, a lineman. Maybe, because basketball makes me feel bad about myself. Because I see a lot of guys like 6'10", 215. I'm like, what the Yeah, right. What are you, exactly. what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, I'm like a magic eight ball. <laughs> uh, you just roll me around. I spit out some words every once in a while. That's it. <laughs> so I have to lose, you know, roughly 65, 70 pounds just to get to a weight where if the other three members of my family were on a scale, it would be an even scale. Well, um, you know, the benefit here is that you have small children. So eventually that the curves will meet, right? You're as you, as you, as you, as long as you like stop gaining weight, yeah, right? You're and start maybe losing some or staying the same. Eventually they will all, you know, they're all, they're going to gain some weight, you know? So the curves will have to meet. So I immediately had to uh, have one of those come to Jesus moments. Um, you just after- went. You went to Wendy's and ordered a salad. <laughs> no, I didn't. Eat. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? So it was oatmeal from the for breakfast uh, in the morning. Skip a lunch altogether, and then dinner, and then nothing else. So- I'm on like two days, three days straight of skipping lunches because I I did really well the last couple months. I've lost like 17 pounds myself. Really? And then, yeah, in the last couple of weeks, I like I was putting some back on, so I'm like, all right, I need to get back in the game. I know? haven't I haven't taken out the uh, the old scale uh, since get, since COVID. Like, so like, the the key is uh, honestly the key is to weigh yourself every day. Yeah, so that's exactly what I did. So I, I started doing like the little. And you know what I found that's worked. And it's more, it's not about like, it's not because you want to see how much weight you're losing every day. It's that you want to make sure you're not gaining anymore. Right. <laughs> and like, you, you can yell at yourself like you fat piece of shit. You're like, oh, I, it, today's a lunch skip day. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I also do like, I've seen pretty good results using like a tracker and stuff. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, oh, I started tracking my food. And, you know, uh, but, I would recommend the program Noom. Noom. Yeah, it was like 55 bucks for like six months, which Uh is easy. And it like really just teaches you how to like what kind of foods are better for you. And I like so it's not like a I mean, it's a little restrictive. They give you a calorie count per day or whatever. And but it wasn't difficult to to do. And then it's like once you learn the, the, the different types of, you know, ways that your food is, you know, like you're like, okay, well. I could still be, I'm not hungry. You know what I mean? I'm just making a better choice and I'm still losing some weight. So that's what I did to lose my 20 pounds-ish. That's good. I mean, I got to lose, I I could lose 60 pounds and still be significantly overweight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you don't like you don't look it though. Now we do like a video show now, and you don't look. Oh, that way. I look like a piece of shit on the on video. Uh. No, you don't. Which is which is really funny because I I said on our intro the other day that the only show on the internet you can watch me get fatter every week. That was <laughs> the funniest intro. Like I listened to that like five times in a row. I'm like, fuck, that is funny. Like, it was funny because I was like, I was genuinely wild. each time I listen. Literally every week, I so think I've I think I look. Fat fatter so the camera adds they say the camera adds 10 pounds i was using six cameras it's like (laughs) (laughs) i think or at least that's what i'm going to tell people but all right so the you know i know how that feels so i I feel i feel bad for you but it it really put it it really put into perspective when i had when i added up the other three people on my house and i'm like oof well, it wasn't you even, know it wasn't and now you're now you're having all of this generational wealth you need to be around to uh to, to experience it you know between my generational wealth and my life insurance policy i think my wife just wants me to keep eating uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic that's so funny uh all right so let's let's put a little uh bright side on this we have had a i would say a quality very quality recovery in the crypto markets this week last mm-hmm. week at the same time we were down you know 15 20 percent uh but two uh we recorded last friday as well right so yeah. uh between last Friday and this Friday, seven days, Bitcoin up 9.5% at $56,111. So, you know, not back at 60, but uh, not down in the 40s like last week. So um, looking much better. ETH just crushing, cranking up 15% this week, $2,801, making all time highs. Binance makes me want to puke every time I see it. $623, up 21.5%. So my sister-in-law has, I don't know about, I don't know how much she has. Um, She bought Binance at $5 and still has her coins. Goodness. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> That's not, even if you bought three. Right, right. That's what I mean. Like it's still pretty it's, good. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess around fun, right? Like it's yeah. uh, uh, XRP. What up forty one and a half percent this week? One dollar sixty six cents. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. And then we got Cardano up twenty. Dogecoin up twenty to thirty one cents. Polkadot up 11%, Uniswap back up 20%, uh, and Litecoin up 6.5% for the week. So a big recovery across most of the top 10. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's a nice, uh, again, versus Bitcoin, a little different, but overall USD is looking good. Um, I mean, What's, just on- uh, What are we looking at for Bitcoin for uh, versus Bitcoins? Um, so, I mean, it's, like ETH is down just on the day 5%, but we got to like point, uh, 0.05 Bitcoin. So that's like halfway to all-time high on the ETH BTC pair. God, that would be nice, huh? That's insane. Like just, just to kind of give you some uh, some perspective, at the beginning of the year, so right Wasn't around... Wasn't it down in like the 0. 0.2? Yeah, point one, point, uh, point point. Oh, 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 one eight. Oh my god! Like, it got down that low, huh? And now you're at point four, uh, point oh four eight. Uh, I got to, I think it got to five two. Wow. Uh, or pardon me, point oh, uh, point oh oh one oh two. I think. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's 
Your Issa's Sam, doing. Your Sam coins look to be doing pretty well. Sam coins are doing all right. Um, you know, overall, I think pretty good. Uh, I, I had an all-time high in uh, BTC value. I think yesterday or the day before. But then BTC ripped a little bit, so that's come down a little. But USD were kind of f- flat when you're when you're comparing the two the two days. Um, so here's something I just noticed. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, you know, Binance. We were just talking about six hundred and twenty five dollars ish. Yeah. Uh, it is the number three ranked coin with a market cap of ninety six billion. Uh, uh-huh. Ninety six point three billion. I did not realize, I knew there was a Binance US exchange, obviously. I did not realize they had a separate token. So they have Binance USD. Um, Is that a stable coin? Yeah, that's their stable coin. That's what you use on like PancakeSwap and like okay, got it. BSC. Right. I'm like, why am I not buying that? <laughs> yeah, that's their stable coin. I think I, I, think I played around with that uh, a little bit, uh, kind of when that started popping off. It just, I, I, I don't, the whole Binance BSC ecosystem seems sketch. <laughs> <laughs> not your, not your cup of tea on an ecosystem. No, front, no, huh? no. It, it, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, like, just yeah. imagine, imagine like the, all the shenanigans that were happening on Ethereum with like, you know, pump and dumps and like fake, you know, <laughs> right. D5 projects. Now take, imagine a separate chain that has basically zero fees like how bad do you think it could get you know what I mean? Ah, that's true yeah <laughs> like it's crazy seems, seems messy right yeah seems crazy interesting well i mean uh so what's your what's your take here where are we where are we going you on last week's episode you said we're bouncing straight to seventy five thousand on bitcoin what do you think you still think we're doing that um i do think we're doing that like i think it's like the whole market just you taking like a little headed, nice you think we're headed to 5k on uh ethereum 5k yeah um i mean <laughs> it could it could happen uh we have we have broken resistance on eth i mean there's a little bit of uh like if we can get to that point i'm just looking at the chart here like 0.08 between that could happen that could happen mm-hmm. um on, on the ETH BTC because all it's all relevant, right? Like it's all right, right, right. Yeah, right. Because the, the the price of the of Ethereum is based on its relativity, its its relativity to Bitcoin, right? So mm-hmm. if Bitcoin goes up in price and ETH maintains its relativity to Bitcoin, then then the price that goes ratio up. goes down. But if it beats BTC, uh, which as it a, has it, been exactly, then you know the the, the possibilities are are there for like a five thousand dollar. Uh, Ethereum. So I, I do think, I mean, 5,000 um, is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to get is to. Is it a lot? I mean, where are we at? 2,800 now? Yeah. yeah. It's under a 2x. It's enough, though. It's a big move for Ethereum. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but I, I mean, just, I feel like I, in the grand scheme of things, $5,000. Eventual. Is, yeah, yeah. Is, I think. Honestly, probably ten thousand dollars is eventual um, in ETH, but like I, I, for five thousand, I just don't think it's going to happen like next week. No, no, uh, right? Of course, yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking more, you know, end of year type. But time even frames. that being said, like I say, not end of week, but when things start moving, it's like it takes three days. 
Like oh, yeah, something sure. something can go from zero to hero well, in three days. Two thousand dollars the last time we talked. Like, right. We talked. It was two thousand bucks. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, it is. Yeah. It's we've seen it all before. It goes very quickly. Um, but all right. So what are what have you been up to in the markets this week? Anything specific? Have you made any moves? What are not you really? Like I I've, I've been kind of like poking my head around, seeing if there was. I like to follow trends, um, and I think I've said it in the past. This actually brings up a pretty good point, uh, but I've said in the past that uh, I've seen people in the space kind of stick to one thing, and then that thing kind of dies out, and they're just stuck in the past, and they didn't they didn't adapt yes. to what crypto is, or yes. you know what I mean, like the the trend that it was going so. It happened, you, know, you see it happen with like uh, I think you see it happen in magnitudes faster in like the NFT space too. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so if you're not adapting and you're married to one thing, um, you know we've seen it in Bitcoin. Obviously, if you're married to Bitcoin, you're Bitcoin maximalist. I think you're going to be okay in the long run. You just may not make the same. You sure, know. but their goals probably aren't the same, right? Like exactly. You, you know, that's different. But, but you know, we had we had guys married to. Uh, I would know, say I, Bitcoin, Ethereum. That you know, you're yeah, you're you're fine. For, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, we got we saw people uh, get snuffed out by ICOs and just kept chasing, and then it was DeFi, and they just kept chasing, um, and you know, you could have made money in DeFi, but you know, you still see people shilling kind of the same bags as they were six months ago and you know it, it may work out eventually but there was definitely gains to be made on maybe something else had they just pivoted uh for a couple of months into something else you know what i mean yeah uh and then and then revisit those old projects that they really liked uh once they've kind of you know uh found a bottom and, and started to recover um so yeah you're seeing it more and more uh, so I, what i try to do is try to keep up you know keep an eye out um, for different trends, I'm not seeing anything right now. I mean, right now it's it's BSC shenanigans, in my opinion. So, like, some people are making money on uh, uh, Binance Smart Chain. Um, I, you know, I I kind of strap my wagon to the uh, FTX horse. That's okay. That's doing well. But at the same time, I, I don't want to stay you know married to it. Like, if there's an opportunity, Pancake Swap is up sixty five percent this week. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> crazy uh so yeah so that that one just seems too risky to me how about this one we didn't talk about this one Mm -hmm. matic polygon right 87 cents up 143 percent this week yeah and i i'm kind of kicking myself i probably should have took a position in that because same uh, you know, we knew what was coming. You know, with Zed and we uh, did. Uh, that's so. That's so frustrating. I, I told myself to get a position. I never did. And um, you know, I, I was think happy. my problem right now is uh, I've kind of had to rebuild my entire crypto position. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. Like after I bought my house, all that stuff. Right. So right. I exactly. Of, I pretty much started from scratch, and. Uh, so I'm just now getting back to the point where I have some liquid throw around sure ETH. You know what I mean? Yep. Like where I can take positions and move quickly like you're talking about, right? And so, you know, 
before, yeah, we knew the writing on the wall was Matic because of these things that we were into that are using Matic. We're like, okay, this is going to be a thing, right? Um, well, and it, made, and it made a lot of sense, right? Like the the uh, the usability was pretty easy, um, and the the amount of people that were going to be using it, I think, was was in a pretty high number as well. Yes, exactly. Like you could see that coming, right? And then, yeah. but I had all my capital at the moment tied up into, you know, the game that we were playing right. that yeah. was using Matic and uh, well, you know it's just opportunity cost it's not like I'm lost money by not right exactly it. it's just exactly. Uh, it's to your point it's what's the trend right now how can I how can I balance everything um, because I think you're right that it is very much a game of uh, you know there are some long term bags you want to hold but if you're gonna be you, you have to be able to be uh, you know, you got to be able flexible to, to yeah, and do the in and out, uh, you know, type of moves. As and, well. and don't and like we always say, like don't become a community member. Right. Um, like it's fun to be a community member. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but well, at the that's same why I like being an NFT community member because it's at least <laughs> at least at least fun. Like at least I'm playing a fucking game at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you know, right? <laughs> and, and what I you know, and people do this in real life all the time, right? They get blinded. They love something so much that they 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 have tunnel vision. They can't see the writing on the wall, um, and it gets them stuck. And you know maybe they should have cut their bags a little earlier, um, or you know pivot out into something else. Um, but yeah, you're seeing that you're seeing that lots. Um, I wanted to bring up something. I don't know if this is related or not. But um, did you see the Nita coin uh, tweet? I yesterday? did. How crazy is that? Right? Like, is that real? Like, I messaged them. We got a couple of these stories today, by the way. Um, but if you wanted to, if you wanted to, I don't know if you wanted to pull it up or. Yeah, I got it here. Um, so we, have so, a we have a couple of these today. Did, oh, there's a yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of these today. Um, but I mean, friend of the show, Nita Coin. Um, hadn't tweeted for a while, at least a solid month or so. I'm just, oh yeah. So it went, his last tweet was uh, March 18th. And then, yes, yeah, so over a month. So yesterday, um, put out a little wavy emoji and then followed that up with, uh, got tons of DMs wondering where I've been lately. In summary, I got cleaned out. Uh, I got too comfy and I made mistakes and left myself vulnerable. Uh, been a dark period of my life. Uh, but all will be better with time. Need a coin, 2013 to 2021. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know if he's done on Twitter, if the Need a coin Anon character is now deceased. I, I don't know what this means. I DM'd him. Um, you know, we uh, we chat once in a while. Um, he's, you know, he's been a good friend of the show. Um, I haven't heard back from him yet, so I don't know if maybe he's retiring Need a coin. Uh, but that's sad, man. That Need a coin, man. I know. Like that's you know that's that was legend. he was I couldn't, legend. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. So. But what, what the reason I brought this up, and I don't know for a fact like what happened, but is it one of those cases where you know he got married to the 2017 stuff, 
or you know what I mean? Like, I, who knows what happened? But you know, he was a guy that you didn't really see pivot into DeFi very much. I noticed uh, mm-hmm. when DeFi was happening. You know, he wasn't an NFT guy, and I can see not getting into NFTs. That that that's understandable if you're like a yeah, like a true. You're, look, you're allowed to tell me NFTs are stupid. I, do, I love <laughs> them. I know it. I know they're stupid, but I love them. They're not stupid. <laughs> they're not stupid. I don't. Some of them. Some of them are. It's just. It's just like anything else, right? Like some of them just seem super scammy, right? Um, of course, of course, and, yes. you know. And some of them are good projects, you know. Like like we talked about Zed earlier. Like Zed is just it's an awesome thing. Um, it's it's very cool. It's very you can tell it's not a you know there's intelligent people behind it trying to make something cool, uh, mm-hmm. and and usable and it, it 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 makes sense. You know, same thing with these big. Uh, you know, multiverse uh, programs uh, and projects that are that are coming out that makes sense. But when I see somebody like I was reading, looking for news articles today, and I saw a news article just about like uh, people uh, making NFTs of old memes from Twitter, like Grumpy Cat and stuff like that, and like dude, just, they're selling for freaking hundreds and hundreds of this thousands is a, of dollars. This is, dude, uh, you know, like old memes from everywhere, like yeah. uh, overly attached girlfriend. Overly attached for, girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> overly attached girlfriend sold for like almost half a million dollars. The uh, one with the girl, like with that uh, sly look when everything's on fire, the house right, across right. the street. Right, right, yeah. Um, the like stuff like that, um, all selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is that insane or what? I mean, how explain to me how that makes any sense uh it doesn't it does like it that doesn't make any sense (laughs) right to me like the the nfts that are really obviously i mean they should be suspicious to everybody are the ones that are just taking an like a picture and then calling it an nft and then selling it with no utility with no like that's insane what are you doing like why are you buying that like Like, it makes it makes sense to um the person who it, the meme is of, right? That has been used around Twitter, passed around Twitter for you know decades. Like, right. I think Leave Britney Alone sold uh, for a lot of money last week. You know, but like, so those people finally getting paid for their likeness. It, that's, no, that's that was okay. the other thing. I, I didn't get into it, but are the are the are like the people getting paid are the people from yes, the memes? Yes, okay, yes, so yes. I mean that's the, it's a cash people, grab. It's a right. cash grab, but of it's course. at least they're getting the money for it. So, you know, right, which is like, okay, that at least makes sense. But yeah. like beyond, but the person buying it beyond, uh, who knows? Like, what are they ever going to do with that? They, they, like, how could you just, like, <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, you could just save the image on your computer. Like, you- <laughs> Look, there is, so we're in this, like, uh, baby universe of, like, what nfts are going to be right like, right right now this is the, the what you're seeing is like the art and memes and stuff like that and that's like in my opinion the first iteration of what this is going to be right and mm-hmm. you're gonna see the i think what it's gonna evolve into and even like the celebrity things that are coming out there those are a lot of those are cash crabs right like mm-hmm. the what this is gonna evolve into is social currency and community and all of that kind of stuff right where you're the brands and and artists and things that are going to do this well are going to be creating things that have value in perpetuity for the 
owner of the token, right? Right. So whatever that means, because at the end of the day, it's not the JPEG that's attached to the token, it's the token, right? Like what is that representing? So if, for example, it's a celebrity that says, you know, you buy this token and if you're holding it on, if you're holding it on the day of my show in Cleveland, uh, anybody holding it that day is going to uh, have a meet and greet with me, right? Right. Now, exactly. now you've created value to somebody who's bought it and you've created a secondary market for uh, somebody who wants that access, right? And mm-hmm. or, or things like that. So, you know, I think that's kind of, and that's again, just a really simple example, but like, that's i think what you're going to see all of this evolve into from a art i guess or the like the cash grabs will evolve into that you know what i mean yeah no that makes sense uh but at least that's how i see it so who knows um but uh what else we got going on we're gonna we're gonna get to a, a little bit of news here i think we should Okay, so let's do it. Let's get to the news. All right, start us off, my friend. Well, let's pivot. I mean, we were talking about NFTs. Let's let's talk. There's a little NFT news here. Um, Hasbro. I don't know if you're familiar mm. with Hasbro. Oh, of course. They're they're messing around in the NFT in the NFT world now. Uh, in Q1 of 2021 earnings call, uh, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner said the toy company is pursuing non fungible token opportunities, especially in the digital game sphere. So kind of what we're talking about, maybe that mega you know uh, multiverse kind of kind of game. Well, like yeah, sandbox. But, yeah, but th- I think what they're doing, which is uh, what this says here. Um, is they're talking about Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. which I believe right. they own, which is a huge uh, IP. You know what I mean? So um, the the quote from the CEO here is, uh, "We are really, uh, we have really our arms around this and see multiple opportunities on the NFC on the NFT side." Uh, Goldner said in the call, "We are actively developing our opportunity here." And we do see this as uh, substantial. So as you mentioned, Goldner was particularly referring to the success of Magic the Gathering, MTG franchise, a fantasy game composed of collectible cards, as well as MTG Arena, a digital version of the card game is available. Um, Interesting. So, so, I mean, like this, I think this would do fantastically well because, and then you just look at what Topps is doing with the, the, the baseball cards, which really don't have much utility other than their baseball card, the, ba- the right. digital versions of the cards, right? But um, and the people are collecting and flipping just like the regular card market, right? Mm-hmm. But like Magic is something people collect as well as there's a game behind it. So I think this could be uh, you know some huge potential because everything you can collect has uh, utility automatically because you could be playing the game, right? And you don't have to worry about like some of the things in in with that is you know you have magic cards uh that people either collect or grade or whatever that aren't used for gaming the game but uh mm-hmm. like that's because people are worried about their condition right like so they don't want to <laughs> use them they don't want to be played right they don't like they want to keep the condition of the card mint exactly right? so, yeah, yeah, yeah like you don't have to worry about that here you could play and collect the rare card and you know not have to worry about it and not have to worry about condition and all that kind of stuff which i think is pretty interesting i have a question for you 
Mm-hmm. I'm reading this article here. How how is magic spelt in Magic: The Gathering? Uh, is I it regular have... regular yeah. magic? Yeah. Okay, because that's how they have it spelled here. I thought there was like a K in it or something. No, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's not a. <laughs> I thought there was a crypto that spelled it that way. Oh, really? I don't know. Um, for some reason, that's popping into my head. Let me look here. But did you yeah. ever play oh, like no. Magic: The Gathering or like what's what's the other? Is that the is that the? I had one? magic cards when I was a kid. I actually have some sitting next to me because I found a whole stash of cards at my parents' house from when I was younger, and uh, but I never really got into the game of magic. Like I, I wasn't my interest. Like I was more of a Pokemon guy when I was younger. I yeah, yeah. I missed. I didn't get Pokemon. Uh, my daughter makes fun of me because <laughs> I'm like a boomer. That goes like I'm like oh a Pokemon. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> It's so funny because you're only a couple years older than me, but like those are things that you missed, right? Like, told, like ju- just- I must have just missed it because like I remember, again, like, yeah, I got stepbrothers and stuff like that that definitely played uh, those. I have no frame of reference when it comes to Pokemon. Like I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about. Like I know like Pikachu is the yellow one. I don't know the guy's name, Ash, and that's like catch him. His name's part of me. What? Ash. Ash, yeah, no, I, Ash Ketchum. You could have held a gun to my head; I would have never. Got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, Hasbro's getting involved, so we'll we'll keep an eye out for mm-hmm. Magic: The Gathering cards uh, on the blockchain NFTs. That's pretty cool. Um, we had uh, we had the NFL draft last night. Did you know the draft was last night? Uh, just because Twitter was talking about it, that's the only reason I knew. So we've got some sports news. We actually saw two actually, really before, interesting. So I have a, I have some NFL related questions actually. Before you read this, um, it's called the uh, touchdown. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Not a dunk. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> they kept on Twitter yesterday. Um, so there was a couple of things. I, I kept seeing the odds for like the number one pick. Like Dar- I think it was Darren Ravel uh, that was putting out some tweets saying like if you bet fifty thousand dollars, like you would only net like eight hundred dollars or something like that on like yeah, number yeah. one pick. Uh-huh. Like it was so certain. Um, but there was I ke- I kept seeing this picture uh, of this like this little boy that looked maybe <laughs> fifteen years old. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I said the same. I sent that picture to my brother and said he's getting ready for the prom. <laughs> so, and they kept they kept juxtaposing it to uh, this big big man uh, who looks who looks to be about my size and weight, but all muscle. Um, and he's like, "This guy's getting ready to play this guy." And I didn't know who the, uh, the like the the little white kid was. Who's who's he? He is Zach Wilson. He uh-huh. went number two overall. Oh. He is the number two pick overall to the New York Jets. He's a quarterback. No, he's not. He looked like he was Dude, 150 he looked, pounds. I, you know, like football is played with a helmet on, right? So, like, you don't really notice uh, what a lot of these guys look but like. But I've seen quarterbacks. Like. They're big <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> But like, uh, dude, he looks so young. Like, I said this, but also thing. small too. Like, how tall is he? Uh, that I don't know. Um, like, like it, from what I've seen, like I look, I think of guys like you know Peyton Manning and and you know your 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 typical quarterbacks. Like they look like me. Like Ben Roethlisberger is like a bigger version of me. Like you know, yes, Ben uh, Roethlisberger is a big. Like that's big, a monster big, guy. Big. So I feel like I'm an average size quarterback, and that kid. 
That was, I saw the picture of yesterday. Looked like he was the starting point guard of a JV basketball team. <laughs> he's he's six three. Okay, he's twenty one like, years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, let's get back to the story. I just wanted to know. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, also, apparently, Zach Wilson's mom trends on Twitter after Jets select him in the NFL draft. So the uh, the Jets had the number two pick. Yes, and the Giants. How did they do? Did they do okay? Uh, they did okay. Um, I was kind of pissed because I wanted them to take, uh, this wide receiver that mm-hmm. from Alabama and, um, roll tide. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he, he got sniped from them, uh, the pick prior by a division rival who, oh. who traded up. So it was totally pretty, get that. Totally yeah, get that. And, and it was also another division rival that traded down. So it was just a oh. whole big cucking of the Giants that unfolded <laughs> before us. So then the Giants, uh, the Giants ended up trading out. Uh, they traded down and got a, uh, another wide receiver a little later in the uh, in the first round. But uh, okay. you know, fine, fine pick. But I was really hoping we didn't get we didn't get the guy I was really hoping for. But anyway, so we got NFL news with the draft. We have some NFL crypto news. Uh, a couple times this week, we saw number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, who was the quarterback from Clemson. He went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he signed a huge, He was the huge, number one huge, pick? Yeah. Oh, I thought the Raiders had the number one pick. No, Maybe they, I, uh, uh, the Raiders were decent last year. So oh, were they? Never mind. I don't know why um, I thought that. Jacksonville Jaguars had the number one pick, and they took Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. And... He had a huge endorsement deal last week with Blockfolio. Did you see that? So I I, I saw the, the NFL guy got a sponsorship with Blockfolio. I didn't know he so was the number, the number one, pick. one pick in the draft. So How that was, was the that? guy that was for sure going to be the number one pick. Yes, that's Trevor Lawrence. So he wow. is, uh, um, which I think is a big deal, right? Like uh, I saw a tweet. I can't remember who it was by, and I just uh, I really feel bad because I would love to give the credit, but it was. It was let this sink in. The number one pick in the NFL draft holds Solana. <laughs> like, oh my god! Because he got paid out in a mixture of like Bitcoin, ETH, oh. and 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 Sol. And Sol. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! So, I didn't like, know that. I, I thought that was a great tweet. I can't <laughs> remember who it was by, but um, you know, so I, I, you know, that's important for visibility. Like Blockfolio in the number one pick, and Trevor Lawrence. He's like the hottest prospect to come out since. That's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you. So okay, so maybe answer my question already. So in the grand scheme of number one overall picks. Uh, if you were to rate, you know, he's <clears throat> the best, hype level out he's of ten, the, he's the biggest hyped quarterback to come out since I would say Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck, I know, was super hyped. Like, and I'm he not even a football hyped. guy. He was super hyped. So he more like Cam Newton, guy. like more than like a. Uh, I would say yes. I feel like Cam Newton was pretty hyped coming out. Um, yes, but he, but this is even even greater than that. I think so. Yes, wow. Just from a skill level as a quarterback, and passer and everything. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, Sean Culkin of the Kansas City Chiefs becomes the first NFL player to convert his entire salary to Bitcoin. Um, so. A, according to the press release shared with the block crypto, uh, the entirety of Culkin's $920,000 salary will be paid weekly in USD installments and converted 
instantly to Bitcoin via Strike by Zap, an application that enables users to make Bitcoin payments using a bank account or debit card. So I, I actually had questions about this when I first saw it, how it would get converted and right. if that's what was happening. And uh, so, yeah, it's getting paid to him in Bitcoin. And the team is doing the, the, the transaction and getting uh, transferred instantly. Um, he's got a quote here. Considering my career, particularly its physical demands and brevity, it makes the most logical sense to be paid in sound money that I believe protects its purchasing power over time, he said. Oh, God, I love this guy. Wow. <laughs> From a macro standpoint, I believe we are in the beginning stage of Bitcoin's shift away from being extremely speculative to a legitimate asset class viewed as a store of value. Oh my god! What? That's uh, what where, where did he go? Like what? Uh, he, like what uh, he wasn't a drafted guy. I don't think oh, he was okay. already in the league. Um, okay. But he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been in the Super Bowl back-to-back years. So another high-profile team. Um, Colkin is one of seven other or several other athletes converting their earnings to Bitcoin in December 2020. Uh, I think the biggest one here, uh, the biggest advocate so far has been uh, Russell Okung. Of who, course, yeah. Uh, we all know. And he also apparently, he I guess he uses, uh, converts half of his salary. Um but he also uses Strike by Zap to do the conversion. Hmm. So I'm going to actually have to look into that. But anyway, uh, oh, he's been in the league, this guy, since 2017. Okay. And he studied finance at the University of Michigan. Mm, whoa. <laughs> there you go. This guy might know what he's talking about. Oh, sorry. The University of Missouri. Oh. Uh, don't, so. I was going to say go blue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't go blue. Yeah. And it, it, interesting. So there's one more quote here. Let's see. So many people now realize the high value of scarcity, which can be seen in Z and Gen Z and millennial groups growing interest in cryptocurrency. This isn't just a domestic play. It's global. And I hope to encourage and inspire other athletes around the world to consider that. Man, sign me up for this guy. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Eh? This guy. I'll, bu- I'll buy his NFT. <laughs> All day. <laughs> I, g- I got one more news story here. Yeah. And it's not a news story I really want to read, but it's more of a conversation I want to have with you. Um, and it has to do with a CNBC article. So normally we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll pick from the block crypto or maybe another cryptocurrency news uh, channel. But this is from CNBC, and I wanted to get your feedback on it. Um, the headline is Ripple CEO says the U.S. lacks regulatory clarity on cryptocurrency. So it's basically Brad Garlinghouse complaining that the U.S. Uh, reg- uh, regulations of the U.S. for cryptocurrencies are frustrating. Um, and um, is he, my question to you is, is he paying CNBC to get these types of headlines in their news, you know what I mean, in their in their news stream? What uh, do you interesting. think? You think it's like mainstream <clears throat> media manipulation stuff? Like, why wouldn't he be? If you could, you know well, what I mean? They have been in the news lately because of what they've been doing with uh, these lawsuits, right? Right. So the SEC expected to argue that Ripple never registered XRP as a security before selling it to investors. Ripple says the SEC is fundamentally wrong as a matter of law and fact and argues it's a currency, not a security. So this is the thing. It's... it's uh, is it a currency? Is it a um, 
is it a security and that's what the thing has been going that's what you know the argument's been around ripple for a very long time right so mm-hmm. um you know it goes back to that whole debate i don't know if they're i i, I don't know like what's the benefit is just to get ripple get ripple into the news is but i feel like ripple's just one of those ones that like if people are getting into crypto like this because i feel it's only mainstream positive news though no no but i feel like i only see ripple news in like cnbc or you know your your... security (laughs) (laughs) suck it b bg (laughs) um yeah i know i just it's I only see Ripple news and like CNBC or like mainstream media news, um, and I just find it weird. But I don't know. Maybe it's because they're ha- maybe you're right. Maybe it's just because they're just having the you know the SEC stuff. So here's uh, what I don't get about this. Like he's arguing that it's a currency instead of a, a security, right? But and he's there's a quote here that he says, "I think at the end of the day, the industry should focus on utility. And are these technologies solving real world problems for real customers?" And he said that Ripple will add a kit adding that Ripple will continue to leverage its XRP ledger and tokens to make payments efficient. So, like, I don't know if that's the right... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right argument for Ripple. Like, Yeah, I that tells me it's not a currency. XRP tokens, right? Like, I don't see that, right? Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> I got I got my buddies texting me about Ripple today, and I'm like... I'm like, dude, I, you're like, I'm happy that you're making money. That's not the point. I just oh, don't. they have Ripple. Yes, they have Ripple. Oh, um, and I'm like, I go. I hope it goes to ten dollars for you. I just yeah. never hold it. Like I no. don't, <laughs> you know, it's not my thing. So, um, you know, I'm more of a digital horse guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather own. Uh, I would rather own digital horses than than Ripple. Are digital horses securities? Is the question. Uh, or just no, they, assets. they definitely have utility though so yeah. um i don't think so but uh wait till you can fractionalize them then they then those coins are would be securities i would think right <laughs> uh, many layers to the stinky onion <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes indeed my friend so uh that's all of our news we have um but so we we also had another wreck story, I think. Yeah, you sent this. Oh, one by to the me. way, I, I I didn't get to do my bitch session at the top of the show, so I, I did. lay it on me. So I had um my work performance review this Blah. week. Yeah, and uh, it's March. What what is it? A quarterly? Or no, no it's not. It's, it's, it's March. It's basically May. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what. I don't know what time we're doing. It's May tomorrow. Yeah, it's my 2021. Or it was my 2020 performance review. Okay. And uh, he <laughs> said, or so he, basically, every little box that he had to rate me on was a shit sandwich. Um, which is, you know, yeah, shit I'm, a, is, I'm right? aware of a shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. Every single one was the exact same shit sandwich, which uh, felt very, very low effort to me. Um, and then the 
craziest part in my mind was he so you know you have like the meets expectations uh exceeds expectations doesn't meet expectations (laughs) i I think you're gonna laugh at this (laughs) for work ethic (laughs) <laughs> he he gave me a doesn't meet expectations. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> doesn't meet expectation. Yes. Not a not like a meets expectations with a caveat. So he just like first of all stomped your throat out from ever getting another position in the company because that goes on your you know permanent record and all right. that kind of stuff. Like anybody sees that, so I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> but uh, I would think you know you know me pretty well. I would say that's probably the least true thing about me. you at, <laughs> at very minute on your worst day meet my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say that on your a, worst day, I would say that is an untrue fact that uh, that I have a bad work ethic. <laughs> um, so uh, that annoyed me. But that anyway. is very annoying. Now, do you, do you like this guy? Like, I he's fine as a boss. I, I, it's not like we don't get along. Do you have the same problem as I do? Uh, I have. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Dennis Reynolds in me, but I feel. And, and I've, it's not every boss, but if there is any sort of like uh, chink in the armor of the boss, like like I don't think you're good at this, or I don't think you're as smart as you think you are, like I have an immediate sense of superiority over my, <laughs> and I and then I plot to basically get them fired and t- take their job. Like this is this is <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, you're like, a five oh, no, star man. I am a five-star man. Uh, God damn it. Uh, I'm a five-star man. Uh, no, but I, I feel like you, if if you've achieved, like if, if, if you're very good at what you do, you get nothing but my absolute subordination. Like I am, I am, I am on your team. I will fight to the death. But if there's any like, this is why I can't believe you're like dying to go back to corporate life. Like I can't. I like working it, for good bosses. It doesn't. But, yeah, but I would say most bosses aren't great. Like, then, I well, then I just a very plot small to. Percentage. I slowly plot to take them out, and and I've done it over the. I won't get into it, but I've definitely done it over the years successfully. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just talking shit about them to you know higher ups I'm like oh you know but just you know not not overtly doing it but just you know casually crushing their dreams uh, of future <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, does not crazy. meet expectation <laughs> that's, that's funny uh well right. yeah no but that's why i can't i can't uh wrap my head around you wanting to go back to I, I would say I'd, I'd say a third of my bosses over the years have been like have met or exceeded expectations and then I'll go to the mat for them like I'm a, I'm if I'm on your team and I have full respect for you like we're yeah I, I'm I, I'm I'm ride or die uh, so that's I like that but yeah interesting if, if you're if you're not fucking watch your fucking back. <laughs> Uh, fair enough all right well we got one last uh bit here that is something that i sent you this morning Mm -hmm. um that had been going around twitter and we would not be wrecked podcast if we didn't discuss it uh you know I, i feel bad for this person but uh it's a you know we it's okay so this tweet went out at 429 so yesterday uh 
at 4.36 p.m., mm-hmm. 567 retweets, 415 quote tweets, and 2,284 likes. And uh, the thread begins, a thread on how I went from 185k to $0 in exactly three weeks. The person posted... Uh, his ETH address, so you can check out exactly what happened. And here. it's funny now that I'm looking at it. At first, I thought he was fucking around on the BSC, but if he's posting his Ether scan, then it can't be that, right? I guess. Um, yeah, it looks like it's mostly DeFi stuff. Oof. Okay. All right. Let's get into this. So he so, lost. So he lost, he went from one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars to nothing to zero dollars in yeah. three weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on april 11th this is my nightmare by the way 11 april 11th alt season was in full swing and i was holding top projects with solid fundamentals like radix i don't i don't even know what these coins listen are. to me here i i mean i i obviously dabble in some shit coinery um maybe a little bit more than you do i have not heard of one of these things okay so okay so then we're, we're already talking about very high risk stuff. but he he goes and says Holding top projects with solid fundamentals like, yeah, like Radix DLT, EXRD, Everest.org. I mean, I don't, ALBT, Alliance Block, I don't know what that is. Uh, Graphlink Proto and Glow. Maybe I've heard of Glow. I feel uh, like I've heard of Glow, but um, it says things were going well, but I wanted faster gains with smaller projects and was impatient. Okay, so there you go. So you wanted smaller projects than that, even is what he because, said. Because yeah, so he's trying to he's trying to hit the lightning in the bottle, mar- micro micro caps, right? Right. So then uh, next BTC started dumping, and I was too busy over trading on Uniswap, buying tops and selling bottoms. By April twentieth. He'd lost over 50% over trading shitcoins. So then he posts uh, what his account balance was. So it started at 185582 On this tweet, it's $79,089. Um, so it's dropped half. Uh, then, out of desperation on 420, I put a huge chunk of my portfolio on cash tag Snodge. 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 That's <laughs> looks like Doge with like a snot with an in front S. Of it. Yeah. Okay. And made a partial recovery, but didn't take profit like the dumbass he is. So it had here, uh, he had gone back up to one hundred twenty-seven thousand. Right. Okay. Uh, but like, look at did you, did you open what is up the Snoge? image? What is Snoge? But he's got one called Crypto Cart. One called one looks like dog diarrhea. Uh, Dogaria. <laughs> One called uh, Piranhas. I'm, I don't know what this is. He's got uh, some ETH. Yeah. My, then the next tweet is, my portfolio had bottomed out on 426 at $32,000. And he took a gamble on cash tag CC, which is CryptoCart, which allowed him to recoup some losses. CryptoCart says e-commerce on DeFi is what this uh, okay. What this says. Um, which allowed him to recoup some losses. So... He then, uh, then today, on this faithful day, I sold CC and went all into cash tag micro, which is micro launch pad. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. At around 22 cents. It started pumping and I was making a remarkable cover recovery. 
and I tend to sell too soon, so I kept holding. Things were starting to turn around. He hit 104K, so he went from uh, 32,000 to 104K by 9.30 a.m. Uh, felt good about holding micro and went into work. After a few hours, I decided to check Dex tools and saw the massive drop. Check Twitter uh, and confirmed rug. Uh, yes. So he actually, uh, in the tweet prior, he uh, at micro launchpad and they have deleted their Twitter. It doesn't even link to it, an account. Uh, so he was able to salvage 0.8 ETH as liquidity was locked moral of the story don't be a dumbass he says he currently holds 93 crypto cart but it really hasn't fully registered might have to apply for a job at mcdonald's soon hope it was a good read for you what's Boy. your moral of this story i mean he's making a lot of bad decisions if i'm being honest uh at this point he has no bitcoin or ethereum like I'll mess around. I will, you know, bunch, you know me. I will ape with the best of them. Um, and but at the same time, I always have a, a, a little, you know, not a little, uh, but, you know, some. I have Bitcoin and Ethereum all the time in a separate wallet and it's hidden away. I don't touch it. Anytime you make big gains, you should be taking a little bit out and putting it away for a rainy day um and this guy is like aping into the craziest projects like small caps like putting a hundred grand and if if your portfolio is worth a hundred thousand dollars and you're putting a hundred thousand dollars into a a small cap like that's that's insane that's insane on so many levels like i i don't know does, does this what did you what did you think was going to happen well, I'm going to say my big takeaway is that this wasn't trading. This was gambling. That's what it But is. it wasn't even good gambling. But uh, most gambling isn't good gambling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's the difference, right? Like most gambling isn't good gambling. But like you're a gambler. Um, yeah. But most people don't go and say, hey, I have, I don't know. Uh, I have. I, I have. There are a lot of people that do that. <laughs> there are the, not a lot of good gamblers. Take a second mortgage out on their home and just say, "Hey, let's put it all on black." Uh, well, like I mean, no, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that bet their balances for sure. Oh, that's like, insane. If you have a hundred dollars in your account, there are many people that will bet the hundred dollars. Really, I eh? rather than ten dollars. Right, trying to build it. Correct. Right. 100%. Right. Wow. A, a lot. A lot of people will do that. Um, so. I would say, and you know, this is one of the really difficult parts about, uh, you know, altcoin investing. How old do you think this it. guy is? I don't know. Uh, I mean, look, you have to have some kind of established, uh, you know. Is he younger than 25 or older than 25? I'm not really sure. I feel like this is a young person. Because I feel these are young person moves. Like if you're if you're over thirty, I feel like you. Well, would yeah. Do these I things. mean, the biggest thing is there's no capital preservation at all. Right. Like it's like just, there's, there's once you get old, like Bunchu and I. I feel <laughs> this, I feel bad for see? the dude. I feel bad for the dude because it's got to suck to lose all of that money. Um, but 
you know, it would would not be rec podcast if we didn't talk about it. And on top of that, it's a lesson to other people. So if you are sitting out there right now, and that is how you trade, maybe rethink how you trade. Right? Yeah, don't uh, do that. Oh my goodness! I mean, literally, the difference between a successful career trader and this is risk management. Literally, that's it. You know what I mean? And I would uh, say, like most, like I would say, my risk management is shitty. Yeah, but, you know, would, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still light years ahead of this. Well, guy. there's also a difference between risk tolerance and risk management. That right? is a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's also a difference between risk tolerance and risk management um, and, and capital preservation, right? So, yeah. you know, uh, gamblers, unfortunately, have huge risk tolerance, right? And are, you know, not always the best... Um, doing that other part <laughs> right so i you know like that's not i'm not calling this guy a gambler i'm just saying what his actions were is uh more gambling than trading is what right I think. you know like you're you're just throwing stuff at a wall like he had a hundred and eighty five thousand dollar portfolio and in his first tweet says he wanted faster gains <laughs> you know <laughs> so um you know yeah Put it, yeah, it sucks. yeah, that's crazy. Sucks, sucks, sucks. But anyway, all righty, I think that is going to do it. Oh, I did want to say one more thing uh, to you. I was having a conversation with my wife the other day, and she was talking about, um, you know, she, she asked me, like, you know, who would you say is because you know my wife knows that i have i have a good amount of friends right Right. like i'm i had like 24 people at my bachelor party so she's (laughs) like what she's like who would you say your best friend is and i was thinking about it and um i came to the conclusion that while i have a lot of friends i don't have a ton of like best friends you know what i mean right and uh i i almost couldn't even get it around my head that one of my best friends in the entire world is somebody I've literally never met. Stop it. You're going to make me fucking <laughs> cry. So I had to tell you. Oh, my God. We're hang up. We're hanging up. So I just wanted to say thank you uh, oh. for, you know, uh, for being a great friend, even though we've never met in person. So Okay. Uh, I wanna say, I'll say the same thing because I don't have many friends. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have, I, yeah, I don't even have like, you know, a lot of friends in my in my circle but yes no 100 percent. if somebody asks me i'm like yeah it's it's very strange but probably my best friend is somebody that i've never met in my entire life <laughs> uh, so, and, and thank you man. judging by the beginning of this conversation when we do finally meet we're gonna look like arnold schwarzenegger and danny devito oh, and twins jeez <laughs> i look like freaking i look like danny devito but in arnold schwarzenegger's body um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so. Speaking of it, my uh, my Danny DeVito art collection is coming along swimmingly. S- swimmingly. It's fantastic. <laughs> Both of those were sent randomly to me by one of my friends. That's uh, great. That's a good friend. And I almost think he just thinks that I wouldn't hang them up and he keeps like, it's almost like a dare. <laughs> it's like a dare now. 
you know what I mean? And so like now, now it's my fucking living room. Like challenge accepted. You know yeah. what I mean? And we've already picked out our next two pieces, which uh, I can't wait to reveal. So <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a full on Reynolds room now. So anyway, that is gonna do it for us. So I don't know. We've been doing Friday shows now. I would think pretty regularly. Friday's like a nice day to do a show too. You know, for, it is and. It's mostly because we now do a show on Mondays, and then the rest of it, like my midweeks, are get, are very tough for me to like break away to do a show. So yeah, uh, we might maybe it's maybe it's Friday now. Who the hell maybe knows? it's <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I, I I agree. We have a full week to to recap, and you know we can talk about all the shenanigans that happen next week at the end. It's of probably the not day. the best for downloads, but that's okay. I don't think it's hurting. It seems okay. to be good. Yeah, right. that's what I was checking too. I was checking that too, uh, but no, I think we're good. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on patreon.com. That's patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.